This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Crosby bringing pressure off the edge. The dump down to Eckler at the 18. Blockers in front, 25-30. And he takes it out. The ball's on the turf. Raiders pointing at it. There's a scrum for it. It's still loose. And Hobbs picks it up. Snap. Back to pass. Looking left. Lofting left. To the end zone. Adams grabs it falling down. Touchdown to And the ball landed in his lap. One play, one touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 74 yards on 13 carries, and he gets it again. Pitches it back to Derek Carr. Looking downfield for Devontae Adams. It's straight at the five. Touchdown, Raiders. And that's the even more glorious. That's even more glorious. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we are kicking off hour number three of Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And we bring on our good friend Tyler Dragon from USA Today at the Tyler Dragon on Twitter. And Tyler, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Before we get into some NFL, i got to ask your opinion. The four Heisman Trophy finalists are out. Stetson Bennett. Max Duggan, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams. Caleb from USC, Stroud from Ohio State, Duggan from TCU, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. What are your thoughts on those four finalists? Well, you know, I am a UCLA guy. I went there, but I do have to say that the Heisman favorite should be Caleb Williams. He probably deserves the award. Um, I do like what C.J. Stroud has done this season, but he kind of tailed off towards the end. So I, I think they got the four right, and uh, Williams from USC, um, he's the odds on favorite, and deservedly so. He's had a really uh, good season despite those two losses to the Utah uh, youth. I was hoping that he wasn't going to lose to UCLA, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, it didn't. You know, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little underwhelmed by Stetson Bennett. Am I, am I seeing that wrong? Yeah, uh, I mean, Bryce Young is a better quarterback than he is. We all know that. And he probably had a better statistical season uh, than uh, Bennett, even uh, mi- missing uh, you know, a game or two. But uh, still, you have to give credit where credit is due. Georgia, they're undefeated. And he's the starting quarterback for the undefeated Georgia Bulldogs. And they're looking like uh, they're going to win the uh, college football playoff um, you know, next month. So... I do believe he should get, you know, some praise, but he, he's not going to win it. He's just up there because the Georgia Bulldogs are undefeated and they're number one in the nation. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Again, we're talking with Tyler Dragon from USA Today here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, let's get into the NFL. The Raiders are currently on a three-game winning streak, and from a distance, uh, what have you seen that seems to be different about the Raiders since uh, they went on that three-game winning streak since Derek Carr was crying at the podium uh, following the Colts' loss? Well, Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense, they figured out that they need to just give the ball to Josh Jacobs <laughs> and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is season high, over 170 receiving yards against uh, the Chargers, and then Josh Jacobs, what, 144 mm. yards against the poor Chargers um, run defense. So give the ball to your best players on offense. And the defense is playing uh, better of late as well. I look at Chandler Jones. Uh, he's had a quiet start to the uh, year in a Raiders uniform, but he's really picked up the slack as of late, especially uh, yesterday with multiple sacks. So that defense is playing well. They're getting a little bit healthy. Uh, but 
the main reason is because they have finally realized on offense that Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the National Football League, and he needs at least 10 touches or 10 targets a game. He got 12 yesterday, and Josh Jacobs is running like he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, which he is, over 140 yards yesterday. What have you made of the season that Josh Jacobs – I mean, you've been covering the NFL for a very long time. You've seen a lot of really special backs. What have you made of the season Josh Jacobs has had? Well, he's playing in a year where he's hungry for a new contract. And the Raiders <laughs> declined to pick up his fifth-year options, so he's playing like a running back that wants to be paid this offseason. And I do believe once it's all said and done, he is going to uh, get his money. It might not be in Las Vegas, but he is playing motivated. He's playing inspired. And you can see the way he's running the football. Uh, he broke a lot of tackles against the Chargers yesterday. He's been breaking tackles for the, during this three-game winning streak stretch. Uh, he's been really impressive uh, leading the league in uh, rushing right now. Yeah, no, he really has. Again, Tyler Dragon is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So I wanted to ask you about the Rams as well. I wanted to, you know, I know they're banged up, they're beat up, you know, they've been struggling as of late, but they're still the Rams, they're still the defending Super Bowl champions. What have you seen from them in the last few games, and uh, what do you think from them in a short turnaround on this game on Thursday? Well, I wrote yesterday that the uh, Bengals Super Bowl hangover, they, they got rid of it officially. But the Rams are still in the midst of their Super Bowl hangover, and I don't think they're going to get over it uh, this season. They have just been banged up, and they have underwhelmed this entire season. It really started even in that Super Bowl win that uh, the signs of you know ineptitude really trickled into this season, whether it's relying on Cooper Cup way too much on offense, and then on defense, relying on Aaron Donald to be Superman. And Aaron Donald has not been Superman this season, and he's injured. And Cooper Cup, he was Superman, but then he <laughs> is on IR now. Right. And when you rely on your key players way too much and they have to make every single play, they eventually start breaking down. And that's where we've seen from the Rams, there's, are key players, the players that they must have play at a high level each and every play have broken down and it's really, really crippled the Rams this season. And in my opinion, they should just keep uh, Matthew Stafford on IR the rest of the season, which is probably going to happen. They should keep Cooper Cup on the shelf the rest of the season and they should keep Aaron Donald on the shelf the rest of the season. And I think that accomplishes two things. We already know Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald. They're on the other side of 30. They can rest up, you know, get rejuvenated for next year. And, you know, at this point, if you put them in in the regular season, all they're really doing is putting more miles on them. So you rest them up, get them healthy, and then give other players an opportunity to get more stats and get more experience that otherwise wouldn't be in that position if Aaron Donald, Cooper, Cup, or Matthew Stafford were on the field. Let me follow up real quick about Aaron Donald because you remember he had put in his retirement papers and basically the Rams talked him out of retirement. It seems to me, and again, I'm from a distance watching, it seems like Aaron Donald is playing like a guy who really wanted to retire. What are your thoughts? No, I just believe he's getting double and triple teamed every single play and the Rams aren't taking advantage of you know those double and triple teams, Aaron Donald is receiving. Leonard Floyd has not performed well. They definitely miss uh, Von Miller as a pass rusher. 
And listen, every single offense is going to game plan to stop Aaron Donald. That is priority number one on offense each and every week. So when you have that, you know, those are NFL players too. Those are NFL coaches. They get paid to stop Aaron Donald. And they know Aaron Donald can be a game wrecker. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl against the Bengals. So they're not going to have that. They're going to double and triple team him and force other defenders to make a play to stack the passer, to tackle for a loss, and they've just been unable to do that. Talking right now with Tyler Dragon from the USA Today here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man demond has got one for you. Here in the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs, we all know that they're the big bad wolf, but the Cincinnati Bengals look to have their number. What does Cincinnati do so well against KC? That's a really good question. I really don't like the matchup that the um, Chiefs incorporate against the Bengals, especially on defense. You know, you have Spagnola, the defensive coordinator. He likes to have single coverage on the outside, and you can't really do that against a trio of Bengals receivers that are as explosive as they are in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. I mean, they combined for over 190 receiving yards yesterday, and we saw them (laughs) really explode in the AFC Championship game and the other game that they lost, um, you know, last season. Uh, It really starts with Jamar Chase. They cannot guard him at all, and Joe Burrow, he picks that single, um, you know, coverage apart. So I really do think if they were to meet again in the postseason, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola, needs to incorporate more zone defense against this Bengals high-power passing attack. And also with Patrick Mahomes, because on the offensive end, the Raiders would need to replicate and have three Devontae Adams. Which you, that's what I heard what you said there, and that's not an option. But on the defensive end, what, what did they do yesterday to slow down Patrick Mahomes? Well, they really didn't slow him down much, but they dropped a lot of uh, players in coverage and only rushed three. And that's what they did in the AFC Championship game, and they did it in crucial moments uh, yesterday. And that forces Patrick Mahomes to be really patient with the football and receivers to break away from that you know, tight zone coverage. And in some plays they were able to do it, but in other times they're not. It really forces you to be patient on offense and takes what the defense uh, gives you. But then also, Travis Kelsey had a huge fumble that really turned the momentum of the game. The Chiefs were up three points. They were driving, and they had a chance to go up um, two scores or even get a field goal. But Travis Kelsey fumbled the football, and it went you know the other way. The Bengals ended up scoring off the turnover. So that really changed the momentum of the game. Tyler Dragon is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, sticking in the AFC West, the Raiders beat the Chargers on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. What have you seen from the Chargers? They were a team that came into the season, like the Raiders, with super high expectations. And to me, it hasn't seemed like they've really lived up to it. What have you seen from the Chargers? Yeah, they haven't lived up to it. I covered a whole lot of AFC West games this year, <laughs> and they have not beaten the team over 500. Uh, they've been really depleted uh, by injuries. They, they are expected to get some of their key players back. We saw, you know, Keenan Allen come back. Mike Williams is expected to come back soon. But they have underperformed this season. There's no question about it. Their offensive line has been really beat up. Their receiving core has been depleted. Uh, but you have to be able to figure out how to win games when you have a top-flight quarterback like Justin Herbert, you still have a Khalil Mack on defense. You have enough talent 
to win games, especially against teams that are below 500 or hovering around that 500 mark. And they just have not been able to get it done. And I really do think this uh, could be a make-or-break season for Brandon Staley if the Chargers are an outside looking in come playoff time. Uh, despite their injuries, the Chargers have enough talent to be a playoff team in the AFC. So with that being said, do you think that they're a team that's calling up Sean Payton if they don't make the playoffs this year? Uh, well, uh, I know Sean Payton uh, was at a Chargers game uh, this season, and he may be <laughs> a couple more games uh, of late if the Chargers uh, keep on losing. I, I do think you, you do have to strongly consider uh, Sean Payton if the Chargers do not make the playoffs because when you have an upper echelon quarterback like Justin Herbert, I think we can all agree he's probably a top five, top eight quarterback in the NFL. You should be among the 14 teams in the tournament at the end of the season. And unfortunately for the Chargers, even with their injuries, uh, they just have not been able to perform at uh, a level up to satisfactory when it comes to all their expectations uh, going into the season. For them to not be able to be a team above 500, that's really inexcusable in my opinion. That other team in the AFC West that has been getting a lot of press, well, they did at the start of the season. Now they're getting pressed for the wrong reasons. The Denver Broncos. Yesterday, I thought they were going to have that moment to let Russ cook to win the game at the end, and they just weren't able to get it. Do you think that this has been such a big disaster that Nathaniel Hackett cannot come back as head coach next season? So I talked about Brandon Staley. I think Nathaniel Hackett is even more in the hot seat. Um, I would not be surprised if he's the next coach. Uh, to be uh, terminated this season. The Broncos' offense is atrocious right now. They are at the worst scoring offense in the National Football League. Russell Wilson, he has some decent moments yesterday and has some decent moments, you know, the past few games, but he lacks consistency. He looks kind of lost in the offense, and that's telling considering he's a veteran quarterback. It looks like it's not the right system for him. And the Broncos, they didn't even score a touchdown yesterday. It was almost like a baseball game <laughs> that uh, the Ravens and uh, that Ravens and that Broncos game. So I really do think Nathaniel Hackett is on the hot seat, and I would not be surprised if he was the next coach to be given the axe this season. Final question for you: It has to do with that Denver Bronco and Baltimore Raven game. We saw Lamar Jackson get hurt, has a knee injury. John Harbaugh said basically week to week. How damaging is that for the Baltimore Ravens not having their guy, Lamar Jackson? Well, the scheduling gods did the Ravens a little bit of a favor. They don't have a very daunting schedule to close the season. They have uh, the Steelers uh, this coming week and then the Browns. Those games are on the road, but those are winnable games, even with Tyler Huntley uh, under center. Now, I do think Lamar will miss probably just one game and he'll be back against uh, the Browns in Cleveland. But it is a little bit of a blow. Hopefully, for Baltimore's sake, they can still rely on, the, on their running game because you don't have to ask you know, your quarterback to do much because the Ravens don't really have that many receivers to begin with. Yeah. So they need to rely on running the football and play solid defense like they did in uh, yesterday's win against uh, the Denver Broncos and holding them to just nine points. Who do you think wins tonight? You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Saints. Monday Night Football is what we're at the Oyo for. I got the Bucks. I think Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to turn it around this season. They see the playoffs are 
within their grasp, and then they can win the NFC South despite a slow start. I think the Bucks are going to win tonight. There you go. Tyler Dragon from USA Today on Twitter, at the Tyler Dragon. What do you got coming out that we need to be on the lookout for? So I have my weekly coaching grades that will be in, uh, published on USA Today uh, tomorrow, and then I'm covering the Dolphins and the Chargers Sunday night game this weekend, so I'll have a column off that game as well. There you go. A couple things that Raider Nation needs to pay attention to. Coaching grades. Wonder what kind of grade Coach McDaniel's got. We'll have to check that out. And then, obviously, the Chargers. That is a big deal, right? I mean, the Chargers lose another game. The Raiders win another game. All of a sudden, you're on to something. So, Tyler, we're going to be following you around like a hawk, man. We definitely appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, brother. There he goes. Tyler Dragon, USA Today, at the Tyler Dragon on Twitter. And, yeah, I mean, look, I don't like to do more than one game at a time, but the reality is Miami wins that game against the Chargers. The Raiders beat the Rams. Next thing you know, you're looking up and you're talking about the second place, Las Vegas Raiders. And then who knows what happens after that. I know a lot of Raider fans wanted, was happy when they saw Kansas City lose to Cincinnati, but I hate to really break it to you. You really wanted Kansas City to win that game only because Cincinnati is an AFC team. You want every AFC team to basically lose, right? Kansas City can have whatever they have, right? You, you, you let them have everything you want them to have, but you want all these other teams to lose. So uh, it's going to be interesting. One game at a time, Raiders play to start week 14 on Thursday night. 4.18 is the time. We'll come back, get to a couple calls, get to a couple texts. Plus, got Jerron Harmon in the Raiders locker room. You'll hear from him. Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby. we got all that and more at the Underground Lounge, the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Q. Here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino Monday Night Football. We're here every single Monday night. It's been our home for almost two seasons now. Raider Nation's in the building. Yeah, there you go. It's a good day to have a good day here on a Monday as Raider Nation is hanging out for some Monday night football action. There's drink specials, food specials. There's Hooters calendars, Hooter Girl calendars here for 2023. If you're trying to plan out your your year, want to make sure that you don't miss any appointments or any important dates, you want to make sure you write it down on your calendar. For planning purposes, Jason. Planning purposes. <laughs> so we have all the hookup here that you want. We've got the official IPA of the Silver and Black, the Hop Valley. We have that. We have a bunch of T-shirts we're trying to give out. Jared is, is actually walking around handing out T-shirts right now. He's earning his keep. We've got to put Jared to work. Whenever Jared comes around here, we've got to put him to work. So he's walking around handing out T-shirts to all the folks that are here inside the Underground Lounge. And uh, got a lot to get to still on today's show. Got plenty of sounds from the Raiders locker room. We won't get all of it in, uh, but we do want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. Also, the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r and Got a bunch of good texts to get to as well. Talking about what do you believe the biggest factor in the Raiders' current three-game winning streak is. And... Uh, Let's see. We got Cucamonga Raiders. Say, what up, guys? The biggest factors, line play on both sides of the ball, eliminating stupid penalties and the Raider Nation. Raider Nation showed up in Seattle and yesterday. There has to there, there have to be something to pump up the team somehow and let them know that the nation still has their back. Again, that's Cucamonga Raider. And, yeah, I think that, you know, Raider Nation, I thought that they did a hell of a job at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday when the Raiders needed someone to be loud. They got loud. They got loud and they got proud. And I know it was a little quiet early in the game when they were down 10 nothing. I could, I could sense Raider Nation getting a little antsy, wanting to see something. But as soon as a couple plays were made and a couple plays needed to be made, 
Fourth down calls, I started hearing Raider Nation get loud and loud and loud at Allegiant Stadium. It was great to see. And if they start establishing a winning culture at Allegiant Stadium, it's going to be a lot of silver and black. Fans are going to come from other teams, but they're going to go with the knowing that there's a good chance that my team is going to lose today because the Raiders don't lose at home. That's what the Raiders need to work on, continuing to build that establishment and establish their winning culture at home. They're 10-12 and 12 now at Allegiant Stadium. So they got a couple more uh, games this season at Allegiant, they can easily turn that thing around if they win all three of them as they have uh, the Patriots coming up, they have the Niners, and then the Chiefs to close things out. So uh, they still have an opportunity, and uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Raider Nation. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the parking lot, from, uh, you know, Lot J and everywhere else that they're tailgating there. Uh, Where? H? Is, is that what he said? All right, Vegas Jess is trying to – I'm on the radio. He's trying to give me, like, sign language, trying to figure it out, man. Just yell at me, dude. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, he said a uh, lot. H is another good one. I know there's folks that are tailgating around the whole place, so we definitely appreciate that. Let's go out to Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Thank you. Uh, you know, I think the offensive line taking it personal, mm-hmm. and I think Foster Morrow in the absence of Waller have both been really huge things, not only because of the run game, but getting car, yeah. you know, time to throw and everything. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you've been a Raider fan as long as I have, uh, or almost as long. And I remember back after the tuck rule that Gruden had a comment about this team would just never win anything. Did you hear what uh, slipped out of McDaniel's mouth after the uh, press conference about something about, well, we're the Raiders or something like that? It was yeah. a little tiny connotation about, you know, how they just do not get calls. The Raiders do not get calls. And I think if anybody... He would notice that more because we all know the Patriots got every call. Right. It's just ridiculous. But the importance of a tight end and a fullback in McDaniel's offense just cannot be under under uh, underscored here. Yeah. No, you're right. And thank you for the call, Raider Dave. And, yeah, I was at that press conference when he said that. And Adam Hill from the RJ had asked him about the, the 12th player from Seattle running on the field after the interception. And basically he went on the field to celebrate and then realized that, oh, wow, uh, my man's not down, so I'm just going to go and try to block somebody. And so Adam Hill asked him about it. And I thought Josh McDaniels answered the question perfectly. He said, where are the Raiders? So, I mean, I love the fact that he's embracing being a Raider. And, of course, I mean, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. But there's something about really embracing being a a Raider and being who you are. And he has done that from the Hall of Fame game where the first play of the game, he tried to take a deep shot in honor of Cliff Branch. You know, to other – today, his opening statement was about Cliff Branch to the statement he made the other day where he said, we're the Raiders. He has really embraced being the villain being the Raiders, right? And I said this the other day, and I, a couple people got mad at me and said, well, it's not cool not getting the right calls. And I was like, "So, but what's changed? That's happened with the Raiders for years, and that's part of being a Raider. It's like you're, you're going to be the villain. You're going to be the bad guy. You're going to be the black sheep. That's what we signed up for. We all signed up for that, right? That, that, was why, that, was why, that was why I was a member of Raider Nation is because I wanted to be the outside guy. I wanted to be the villain. I wanted to be the, the bad guy, right? There was a lot of my friends that were rooting for the team across the bridge that was winning. I was like, man, y'all go ahead and be with those guys in the crimson and flamme, man. I'm going to rock with the silver and black. And that really is their true uh, colors too, by the way. You can look that up, crimson and flamme. I don't even know what that means. But that's their, that's, their, uh, that's their official team colors. Uh, we got a guy at the barbershop one time. Matter of fact, the barbershop that I – I'm serious. Jared's laughing, but no joke. The barbershop I went to in Hayward, California, Gums Barbershop, that's where, 
That's where Eric Allen would go, and him and his son would always be there. And we'd run into them. We'd run into Ricky Dudley. We'd run into a bunch of the Raiders. Charles Woodson would go there. But we used to get on these guys so tough, man. There was a cat in the, in the seat one time getting his hair cut. He was a Niner fan. He was trying to, he was trying to bark at us a little bit. And so uh, that was the finishing move right there, DeMond. That was the finisher uh, when I started getting on him. And I was like, man, come on, dog. Your official team colors are crimson and flamme. I was like, what is that? I was like, what is, what is, what, what is that? I was like, I'll tell you what it sounds like. And this is back in the day when you could say what it sounded like, right? You can't say it now, and I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. But you can say what it sounded like then and not get in trouble. And, man, that shut him up quick. <laughs> that, that, man, that shut him up quick. He was like, Ugh. they had to turn him around so he didn't have to look at us no more because we were giving him the business. So, uh, yeah. But that's, that was part of the fun of being, you know, being a Raider, right, is that you know. You know that you're the bad guy, but that's kind of what we embrace. That's what that's what we do. So thank you, uh, Raider Dave, for that call. I do appreciate it. And I think Josh McDaniels has been having a hell of a time as the Raiders head football coach. Now I want to take you inside the Raiders locker room. Jerron Harmon, a guy who just seems like he always makes plays. Got a couple interceptions on the season. He's forced a couple fumbles on the season. Forced a fumble yesterday on Austin Eckler. It was a big turning point in the game. Nate Hobbs came up with the play. Two playmakers right there. Jerron Harmon and Nate Hobbs uh, came together on that play. Even Nate said after the game, man, the ball, like two or three guys had a chance to get it, and uh, they didn't want it, so I had to go get it. And he didn't even know who knocked that ball out. Well, it was Jerron Harmon. So here he was, just a couple minutes of him inside the Raiders locker room following the game, just kind of talking about this team coming together. I was around the ball a few times a day, just fell a little short, but I know, man, those guys keep bringing pressure like that and keep getting after the quarterback like that. That's going to turn into more turnover opportunities. To see Chandler rewarded you know, today, I mean, what's that mean to the group? Oh, man, it means everything, man. That guy's been working his tail off. And um, obviously the production that, you know, um, he wants and everybody wants hasn't been there, but, I mean, he's been a great leader. He's been playing his tail off, and to see him awarded today, man, was was very uh, was very exciting. Not only for me, but for the entire team. Man. Chance a big part of what we're trying to do uh, down in the future. Toronto, it probably seems like forever ago, but yeah. the last time you were in this locker room after the, the Colts, Colts game, it was a yeah. down moment. For sure. Um, how much, you know, I know there's a long way to go, obviously, mm -hmm. but just the satisfaction that you guys didn't hang your head and you kept mm -hmm. fighting, and now you've kind of put yourself in a position yeah. to play for something. Just, yeah, just to keep playing, you know. At the end of the day, we're not looking too far ahead. We're just enjoying where we're at right now. I mean, this has been a long journey. Um, obviously, we didn't start the way we wanted to, but, I mean, we're playing now, and um, we're confident in ourselves. Um, we're confident in our process. Um, so, you know, we're just taking it one, one day at a time, one practice at a time, one game at a time, and uh, that's all we can do. Yeah, I, th I think sometimes you make the mistake, or not you, but people Best make the mistake. <laughs> 17 games, oh, that's not a long time, but it is a long time. Yeah. And you've been around that you know that it's a long season yeah, and not sure. to get too high, too low. Is this yeah. kind of an example of that? Without a doubt. And um, like you said, you can't get too high, can't get too low. Got to just stay even kill and just, you know, stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. There you go. Jerron Harmon in the Raiders locker room. Just quick minutes, a couple minutes with him. You heard Vinny Bonsignor jump in there and talk about the last time we were in that Raider locker room. It did not sound like it did on Sunday. That was the, the Colts game, and that was a bad, bad day, man. That was – I remember walking to the car after that thinking, whoa, boy, this is, this is going to go one of two ways. And luckily for the Raiders, it went the, the right way. It went the right way. They were able to turn things around. But I've seen plenty of locker rooms. I've seen plenty of teams that have gone the other way after a performance like that. And then all of a sudden they start making plays. They start making, uh, you know, start making plans for, 
for the off season. You know, where are they going to go have vacation? Is it one, two, three, Cabo? Right? I mean, that's just. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, that's sometimes that's how it is. Well, to the Raiders' credit, and you heard Deron Harmon say, you got to keep playing. You got to keep playing. You got to keep playing. You also heard Nate Hobbs kind of jump into that conversation, talk about the best safety in the league right there with Deron Harmon. And, look, Deron has been such a leader, and he's making plays as well. I remember when the Raiders signed him, one of the biggest things we talked about him was the nickname that he had in New England was the closer because he's always around the ball. And, hell, he, he just about closed that damn Cardinals game. And I hate to bring up old stuff, but, I mean, he had that big hit on Hollywood Brown, fourth down, that, that dislodged the ball, gave the Raiders the ball back with an opportunity to go down and kick a field goal and win the game in overtime, and it didn't, it didn't happen. But, I mean, he is always around the ball. Well, after he caused the fumble on Eckler, Nate Hobbs was able to come up with the ball. Nate had been out since the Kansas City Chiefs game. That was week five. So he missed seven weeks. He was out there seven games. He was out there, or actually, no, six games, seven weeks. So he was out there on Sunday and was able to come up with that and also had a couple other big plays. But here was Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room following the game. We just play together. We know each other's strengths, and we know where we got to help each other out. Could you just talk about your role that last play, you know, when you were able to stay with him? Yeah, I just compete. That's what I like to do. Mm -hmm. So I just competed to the, to the end of the play. Honestly. Nate, you told me earlier in the week you felt like you were at a two percent. I know you were kidding, <laughs> but uh, how'd you feel out there today? I felt great. I felt great. Um, honestly, didn't even think about my hand. I just went out there and like I was telling all the other guys, competed. That's what I like to do. That's all I tell myself every play: just win the down, compete. So that's what I did every play. Can you kind of take us through that play uh, on the fumble recovery? You know, kind of like <laughs> went through your head and how they come about. Uh, I was running to the ball. I think good things just happen when you run to the ball. And one of our guys, I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't even know who hit it out. But I just, dude, of course, playmaker, got the ball out. I seen the ball rolling around. Three people had a chance, and she wanted me. You know what I'm saying? She told me I'm playing. I just <laughs> scooped the ball, tried to make something happen. I'm trash for the turn. It is what it is. Did you guys talk in the secondary about what Keenan Allen said? Is that factor at all out there? Mm. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's all you have to say, right? Barbecue chicken. <laughs> uh, I know this was your first one back, but the last three weeks, what have you seen out of the defensive line, and just how has that kind of changed things? Man, they, they game changes. You know what I'm saying? We all knew they could play at that level. When, when, they, when they're on and when they want to, when we playing as a defense, can't nobody stop them. They, we were really hard to stop, so... How nice was it to see Chandler Jones get after it? Man, Chan, like what y'all don't know, Chan brings that energy every day. You know what I'm saying? Max might get all the love, all the publicity, all the, you know what I'm saying, cameras, stats, but Chan is there every game. He, he, he plays with that motor every day. You know what I'm saying? I just think they complement each other so well. And I'm just, I'm just honored to, you know what I'm saying, play with those guys. I feel like those are two potential Hall of Famers. So. Wins are nice, but how much nicer is it when it's over a division, right? Man. You just said it. You answered the question for me. You know what I'm saying? It's so much. It's just, it's just a great feeling to know we went out there competed with a hell of a team. You know what I'm saying? And we just we, we, we got that in us to compete with anybody, I feel like. so. You had one of your, I don't know if you know this, but you had one of your better games in the season opener despite the loss, nine tackles, two mm -hmm. for a loss, four fumble, and then you had the pass break up at the end of the game. What is it about facing this team even without uh, – yeah. Some of the players, I, mean. I don't know. I think I just like to compete, and I know they, they're a great team. They got great players. We division rivals, you know what I'm saying? Both both uh, historically California teams, so 
it just it's a different feel playing those guys. I love competing with them. It just brings the best out of them. Now you got a short week. Got to go back to California, back to L.A., play the Rams. What, what, how's the turnaround? How's a quick turnaround for you? Um, that's just pro sports. You know what I'm saying? You look at every sport. Always, at some point in time, going to be a quick round and, I mean, quick turnaround in the season. And this is, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? So but I think, I know this team, we're going to handle it. Uh, exactly how we need to and come with our, our, our mental ready to go tomorrow quick turnaround so it don't matter. How much were you fighting to get back in time for this game? Man, I, honestly, I was fighting to get back every game. You know what I'm saying? But it just happened to be this game and I'm just grateful to God, our glory to God. He got me healthy and just got to compete with my, my, my brothers. What's the verse tonight? Oh, um, I didn't read this today. But I'm going to go with, um, I think it's, uh, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Psalms 4 and 3. Um, be steadfast and immovable. And I like to be steadfast and immovable in, in, in the Lord's word. Really just sit and, and wait for him. And he tell me where to go, he got my steps. So. There you go. There goes Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room following the game. That was his first game back. You can tell how excited he was. Uh, good little nugget there from Cassie Soto at the end. Uh, Nate Hobbs had the Bible in his hand, and uh, he always has another verse that he reads and you know, either gives the, the nugget to the, the reporter if someone asks or, or just uh, you know, volunteers it on his own. And so for Cassie to, to pick up on that and ask what, what the verse was, I thought that that was really cool, a little good nugget. And uh, I thought it was a great explanation as well why Nate picked uh, Psalm 4-3 right there. So there you go, Nate Hobbs, uh, big-time player. I think he's only going to get better uh, with some more reps since he missed so much time. And the Raiders need him right now starting this Thursday against the Rams. Hell, they needed him yesterday, but they're going to need him as well in this game becomes the Rams. And then, of course, the next game is just, again, one game at a time. 439 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. we got a couple uh, patient callers. We'll get to you on the other side, plus uh, we'll get some more texts. What's up, Doc? Got more folks from Raider Nation uh, arriving here at the Underground Lounge, so come on by as we're ready for Monday Night Football. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Dollar Bill, we in the building here. Raider Nation is here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. A lot of folks getting ready. Appreciate you, my man. A lot of folks getting ready for this Monday night football game. Buccaneers and the Saints. There's a lot of good drink specials, food specials, and just some great guys hanging out, some great folks hanging out. You're ready to enjoy the game. So we still have some great prizes to give away, T-shirts. We have some UNLV tickets, some hoop tickets. We got some hazy IPA. So it could all be yours. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, and get hooked up just like that. We do want to hear from you, though, as we close out the show really strong, 702-365-9200. Also our text line, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Before we hit that, though, uh, I did get a tweet. From my guy, Matt, I was talking about Gums Barbershop in Hayward in the last segment. He said, oh, no, Gums Barbershop at the bottom of Kelly Hill. Haven't heard that name in 30 years. Our shop was at Santa Clara and Jackson. My cousin was the barber there. Uh, that's from my guy, Matt. And, yeah, man, Gums Barbershop, the last time I went there was last year 
when the Raiders played the 49ers in the preseason, and I flew into Oakland, of course, and uh, I made sure I didn't get my hair cut so I can let uh, Gigi cut my hair there at Gums Barbershop, and that was my barber growing up, man. She's She's been with me every step of my way when it comes to my radio career, so it was really a blessing to be able to go back and talk to the folks at the old barbershop where it all started. All the trash talking, all the all the sports talking that I do now. Hey, what up, amigo? All the trash talking that uh, I, I learned to do, I learned how to do at Gums Barbershop. What's up, homeboy? We got, man, we got some folks up in here today. We having us a good time. So shout out to my man, Matt. <laughs> oh, just a one-time thing. I thought you were coming to hang for a minute. My man did a lap. He came in here. He said, ole, and then he was gone. What's up, homeboy? All right, appreciate you. Yeah, man. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's my guy. There you go. You gave me a victory lap. Oh, you want it? Hey, you're welcome. You want a Hooters? Oh, you want the beer. I heard that. You don't want the well, – how about the girls and the beer? Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, it's yours. Yeah, easy, though. We're on the radio. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> All right, my man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. It is going down tonight. My man is going to have him a hell of a night. So there you go. <laughs> That's how it goes down sometimes. My man, hey you, dropped, hey, you dropped your calendar. Hold on, man. You dropped your calendar. <laughs> he just picked it up and kissed it. That's what I'm saying. He got, look, what else can go? What else does he need? He's got beer. He's got a calendar. He's got a T-shirt. I mean, it, all, it writes the story itself, you know. May have a little liquid courage in him. It's all good, man. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone line and talk to Hardcore Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, hey Q, quick question, man. Uh, yep. Does Underground Lounge serve barbecue chicken? <laughs> yeah, they got barbecue chicken. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen must have known the Raider Nation was going to be kicking with our boy Q eating good tonight, man. (laughs) Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, Hell, yeah. Hey, man, it's a great victory. Uh, All-around team win. Uh, You know, shout out to, you know, Vaughn Josh Jacobs, especially, uh, you know, Jones, Chandler Jones, bringing it to the table. Uh, Offensive line, man, you know, they're just really, you know, I think just we got to give a lot of credit to that offensive line, in my opinion. But, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about with your question is just really piggybacking off of something that you had said uh, a few weeks ago, which was, you know, essentially giving car more line of scrimmage. And I don't, I don't remember what the, uh, the clock ticking off was uh, in past uh, weeks when we weren't doing as good. But it seems, you know, like when I was looking at it this weekend, it was like, you know, 15 to 18 seconds when he's at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. which has given him enough time to do audibles and to call like blitzers and stuff like that. So, and I know part of that is obviously, you know, your team has to know the playbook as well. But, you know, I just think that them getting the plays out faster and then Carr being able to do on uh, audibles and stuff is huge for some of the success that we're having right now. So, just want to say much respect and enjoy that barbecue chicken, Raider Nation. <laughs> Thank you, Hardcore Raider. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Got a lot of good uh, texts coming through right now on our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. We'll get to those in just a minute. Let's go out to Orange County, talk to John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? I'm Q. What's up, fellas? Hell of a job, like always, man of the people. If you're in the background, everyone's excited to meet you and to, and to meet you, man. 
uh, great victory yesterday. Uh, I really like the uh, man. I just you know just just to give a perspective from from a lifelong Raider fan, as many of the listeners are there, man. I was smiling in the third quarter, man. We had I think it was about eight thirty left, and we were just we were just tick tick ticking that clock in, into the fourth, man. I was I was actually like smiling, had my arms crossed, and enjoying the game. That hasn't happened in a long time. Unfortunately, we didn't come down with that uh, with the seven, and we and we got the three points. But yeah. just a couple things, man. Um, defense is totally locked in, man. Uh, hearing that, hearing the interview from Nate Nate Hobbs, we they're just it's confidence, man. It's, the boys are feeling confident. It's going on each other. Chandler finally came through. I think Tillery's having an impact in the middle. The rotation having fresh legs, and uh, you know the only thing that I didn't really like, I was kind of confused is like. Everyone knows Josh is a beast and he's out there just smashing, right? But, like, when we turned the ball over, um, he went with a couple first down throws. Like, I, I was kind of confused on that, like, because everything sets up for the play action. But um, I-, I would just like Josh to stay consistent on the first downs, just run the ball, run the ball. You know, if we get 30 short, 30 short, that's, that's pretty much what the game was. But towards the end, I didn't really like the play calling because it was a lot of pass heavy. And, when, like he said, we shouldn't be in those situations, so I, I feel we were controlling the game and we made ourselves get in those type of passing throwing situations. And also another thing, um, why do we always allow – it's like most teams, everyone allows to uh, plays to go under them and not go over them. But I know that, I know that a, lot, a lot of uh, people were saying that we were playing a lot of man coverage, which I definitely love because I feel that yesterday a lot of our guys were like, feeding on that like competitiveness and going man to man and and, and i, I want to see that more more of those calls from patrick is like let's do a man coverage throughout the game to really get physical with these guys and not let them loose but i don't like the fact that on that 14 12 it is what it is that was tight coverage anyways but i don't like us having the lead and us just playing soft and letting anything come under because a lot of those are missed tackles and get into explosive plays and uh, just overall, man, I'm really happy with the team. I just – we got to beat the Rams, man. One play at a time, one game at a time. And Raider Nation, let's show up in L.A., baby. I'm in a drawing right now. Hopefully I'll get, get to be out there. But let's go get this dub, baby. Raider Nation, let's go. There he goes. There he is, my guy, John in Orange County. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, that fourth and 12 where Keenan Allen gets that touchdown pass over at Meek Robertson, that's just a hell of a play. It really is. I mean, that should have honestly been a sack, but – Justin Herbert's really good and made sure that he didn't go down and knew what the the the, the time was. It was fourth down. You got to get something off, right? You got to get a ball off. He got the ball off, and well, Keenan Allen made a hell of a play. But uh, to the Raiders' defensive credit, they were able to win. Chargers get the ball back, and they have an opportunity to drive the whole length of the field and tie the game up. They don't allow that to happen. So I got to give the Raiders' defense a lot of credit. I want to give them a lot of credit for what they were able to do and keep them in the game. When they were down 10 nothing, they still kept them in the game. Like, don't worry, we'll get the ball back for you. And that tells you a lot because I'll tell you, man, early in the season, the defense, I, didn't, I, I wasn't that confident that they can do that. But yesterday they played a hell of a game. Got to give them a lot of credit. Hats off to Chandler Jones. Hats off to the, the secondary that took it personal when Keenan Allen said it was going to be barbecue chicken. I thought that that was really cool. But Hardcore Raider brought up the offensive line talked about uh, how, how well they did on Sunday and the fact that Derek Carr stayed clean and Josh Jacobs ran for 144 yards and, you know, Devontae Adams had 177 yards receiving and a couple touchdowns. None of that happens if the offensive line does not do their job. I had an opportunity when we first got into the Raiders' locker room to catch up with 
Jermaine Illuminor, who sometimes he does really well, sometimes he has some penalties, but on, on Sunday, he was a hell of a dude. Here's that conversation with Jermaine Illuminor in the Raiders locker room. Here in the Raiders locker room with offensive lineman Jermaine Illuminor. And Jermaine, I mean, a heck of a team coming into your house with the Chargers, heck of a pass rush, and you guys kept Derek Carr clean all day. How, how do you feel like this offensive line is coming together? Um, I think over the last couple of weeks, we've really been hitting it as an old line. You know, it took a little bit to kind of, kind of like, you know, gel together because all the um, pieces that we were trying to, you know, move around and stuff. But once we finally got out there and started playing together all line, you know, having that five out there, we started building chemistry with each other. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing that we can't do as all line. You know, like, I think I'm confident in all five of these guys out there. Yeah. You know, coming in bars next to me, coming on the other side. You know, I think that a lot of people were down on us at the beginning of the year, yeah. saying that we were going to have terrible line. So, you know, we took that, used it as fuel, and, you know, we're just going to come to work every single day, keep getting better, and then see where we're at the end of the year. What's more fun, blocking for Josh Jacobs running downhill or watching Devontae Adams catch touchdown passes? Shoot, as long <laughs> as I'm locking up my guy, you know, that I'm cool with it. Right. You know, um, shoot, I think they're both cool, you know, because when Josh gets that big run, you're like, damn, like, that's dope. But then once you're locking up your guy, you see Devontae catch that over the top, and you're like, damn, that's... They make playing football fun, especially when they're on your team. I would hate to be against them, but, you know, playing with them, that's, yeah. it's a hell of a one-two punch. Devontae mentioned it the other, like, a couple weeks ago that, you know, it wasn't being, it wasn't fun. Sundays weren't fun because you guys weren't winning. You guys have won three in a row now. How much fun are you having? I think that we kind of, you know, during the little losing streak we had, we kind of have, like, a coming guard moment where we had to realize what we were doing wrong as a offense, as a defense, as a special team unit, and, you know, really be truthful with ourselves and, you know, see it, like, say what we got to work on and be honest. And, you know, we, since we've done that, coming to work every day is a lot more fun. You know, being out there with everyone is a lot more fun because, you know, we're just playing hard. We have, a, like, an energy in the locker room that we didn't have before. And that's, you know, thanks to guys like Deron Harmon, obviously Tay, yeah. Derek, you know, Matt Collins brings a crap ton of energy every single day. Yeah. You know, Jakob Johnson mm-hmm. brings a Every single day, you know, same with Josh. So we have all those guys who, you know, bring a ton of energy. We feed off the energy, you know, and as an O-line too, we bring a ton of energy. But, you know, it's just a lot of things are changing, and I think the big thing is just, you know, just the energy we have, you know. How, does, uh, how do you transition from winning this game, winning three in a row, and now all of a sudden, hey, there's a game on, on Thursday? I think that you celebrate this win today. Um, you let it soak, and then you come in tomorrow and say, you know, it's a new day, it's a new yeah. week, and it's a new challenge, a new opponent in front of you. You know, you can't, just because we've won three in a row doesn't mean, you know, we're about to win the next five. We've got to take it one week at a time. And, you know, a good coach told me once, you know, the next game's the biggest because it's the next one, yeah. you know. And so, you know, we got a lot of big games coming up. The next five games are huge, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, soak it in today. You know, watch the film, be happy with what you did out there, and then come in tomorrow and it's to the Rams. There you go. There's Raiders offensive lineman Jermaine Illuminor, and the offensive line took it personal, right? They uh, they heard all year long how they were going to be the weak link of the team, and uh, they took it personal, and they've been continuing to, to grind and continue to gel and continue to get better, and it really showed. It showed last week, and it really showed this week. So I got to give that offensive line a lot of credit. A lot of guys – went into this victory that the Raiders got on Sunday, and now they got to figure out how to turn things around and get ready for the Rams on Thursday. And that's what we're going to start doing tomorrow. We'll start really turning the page to the Rams. Uh, it's a short week. We're going to have a good time and see if the Raiders can get four in a row. So we're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Monday Night Football is going to be on these screens in a matter of minutes. All we need is you with Raider Nation Radio 920.